Welcome to episode 133 of the Bench Time Podcast from, with Todd and Brett Wiley. From with the, who? With Todd and Brett Wiley. Oh. Okay. From the Snake Lair. That's right. Snake Lair. <laughs> I had a five-foot black snake in the basement, and my dad and I were just talking about it um, yesterday. Um Right before it's I still record- at large. Yeah, right before I recorded the podcast, I saw a big five foot black snake in the basement, and uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, he's just a black snake. He's not gonna hurt anything. Nope. I'm um, down there. He pops out. He's a dead man. I might be a dead man if he pops out. Scares. Yeah, if he pops out, he's. I don't care if they kill mice or what they do. He's dying. He's probably hanging out in your Sanborn Coffee Building. <laughs> a big long warehouse with the door popped open. Well, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gotta go. I'll come down yeah. and search for him myself. I got I the to. pellet gun sitting here. Uh, it's gonna do a lot of good. Why? I don't think a pellet gun is gonna kill a, a snake. Yes, it will. If I shoot a snake in the head with a BB. Yeah, and we're gonna have all these people going. Don't kill the snake. It's gonna listen. Kill listen. Mice listen. I understand. I understand the balance in the ecosystem of snakes in the wild. But snakes in my house die. They don't. That, that's a different ecosystem, and uh, <laughs> he gonna get his head chopped off. Yep. So I have the I have the big flat I have the big flat shovel beside me and my pellet gun on the other side. So when I see him again, I will give him the good old uh, the good old uh, true temper guillotine. Yep. <laughs> Finally crafted true temper shovel made in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. And uh we'll give him the good old choppy chop. I'll be making <laughs> I'll be making snake sushi. So uh anyways, we got an exciting yeah. episode for you guys tonight. We have Big Jim night. Jimmy Simmons of Monster Model Works uh on the show a little bit in a little bit. Um but before we do that, we have a few announcements we want to get out of the way. Uh we have a couple new patrons that we want to thank actually i think this week we have one new patron kirk poff he was uh, a patron he came on last friday right after the show was published last week so welcome kirk uh i think you're already on the facebook page and everything so um yeah, there you thank go you, kirk. Um, welcome thanks for supporting us yeah and uh um, have a great time he will um and we have some information on the group build as well uh, if my dad wants to lead off on that. Yeah. Well, um, there is, uh, we, we announced last week that we are working with Jimmy Dignan of Railroad Kits. We are still working with Jimmy Dignan of Railroad Kits. Um, Even has, though he has some yeah. new announcements that yeah, he had uh, just put out. Yeah. Jimmy put some new announcements out. He's going to be uh, um, doing some, I guess he's going to be taking a business change. Um, I, it's not my place to talk about that, and uh, yeah. so I won't. But I, he is, regardless, I contacted him tonight. He is working with us, and we're glad to have him on board. He's still planning on working with us through this uh, this group build. We're going to have a great time doing it. He, he worked out a hell of a deal for you people. For and anyone really that wants to be part of the, build, the group build. Right. This is going to be awesome for the group build. Um as we said before, we got two choices. Okay. We are going to do Gleason's Garage, 
which is a really nice size structure and um, it's 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 very unique. It's got a really cool roof line. I picked it because um, I just love the way it looks and what you could probably do with this in so many different ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be a garage per se. Um, it can be any type of business um, or you know, build. Uh, there's a million ways you could do all kinds of things with this building. And I like the roof lines. I like the way it's shaped, the design, the whole works. And um, so that is the one. Um, he is, and then the other kit will be Foss Landing. Okay. So it's Foss Landing, which is um, more of a, uh, it's, a it's a waterside structure. Uh, it's got several buildings on a pier type. Um, I guess it's a pier. Yeah. Uh, uh, that would, it down in the water with your, you know, the pilings and all that. And it's a really cool building. I've seen it a million times. I thought it was kind of cool. So we got two different types of buildings. We have one that you can use for a waterfront, or and you have one that will be used in anywhere in a town or, or city, if you'd like, and um, or anywhere, a country countryside, roadside thing. You know, it could be used that way, too. They're both good. So it's Foss Landing and Gleason Garage. And here's the thing. On his website, he dropped it down, 29% off. So the Gleason's Garage is now, was 70. It's going to be 50 through this. Okay? $50. It's open now. His website's open now. He already has it up there. Um, it's Foss Landing is normally $99, and he dropped that down to 70 And I told you all we would try and keep, we would try and pick uh Kits that are in that range of, you know, $60, $70, somewhere in there. Well, now we got one at 50 and one at 70 but That ain't it. That's not all I got for you. That's not all Jimmy got for you. Jimmy hooked you up because what Jimmy's doing is he is going to, um, if you place the order and you use the coupon code HOSC, you will get free shipping in the United States if you buy either one of those kits. That's the old HO Scale Customs, H-O-S-C. Use that coupon code for either one of those two kits. You'll get free shipping anywhere in the United States. Very cool. Okay. Yes. That's a heck that of cool? a deal. That's a super deal. And what's cool is um, we all know the news. If you if you don't, you can check his page out. Um, it's yeah. cool that it's it's you know one of the last kits that we'll be able to, to get run from Jimmy. So right. um, exactly, it'll be neat to just have that kit in general. Right. So, so that ain't it. There's more. Wait. There's, there's more? more. There's more. You mentioned HO Skill Customs in the comment section. Okay, when you order your kit. And you use your HOSC coupon code for the free shipping. And in the, in the comment section, if you put down that uh, and you mention HO Scale Customs in the comment, for you will get a free sample bag of castings. And these are his famous FSM castings, I'm sure. Very so cool. You will get a um, free sample bag of castings he told me mentioning ho scale customs in the comments so that's where we're at 
That's what and we're gonna we're gonna post this up on our site and you know and yeah I'll, we'll have I'll, the details in the show description for I'll sure keep, I'll, yeah right and I'll keep mentioning it on and on through through this we are going to here's the deal we are going to start this contest um let me let me look at my let me look at my calendar here I wrote it down I I'm sorry I should have been better prepared but in August. We are going to start this contest, uh, not contest, the, the group build. I would like to start it August 21st. Okay. Okay. So that gives you nearly. What day is that? A week. Months. Huh? What day of the week is that? That is a. Oh, sorry. We can't do it that way. I can't do that day. I'm sorry. I screwed up. We are going to start it August 24th and 25th. Okay. Okay. There's a Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So you'll have to August 24th and 25th. Guess what? That gives you two full months to place the order and get it by that time before we start. That gives Jimmy time to, and, and Railroad Kits time to uh, make you know any extra cutting that he may have to do or prepare, prepare to do it. Um, you'll have that amount of time. And then on the 24th and 25th of August, we will um, – Present. Um, uh, what, Brett will take one night with one kit, and I will work the other night with the other kit on Mondays and Tuesdays. Oh, I'm so excited! I think it's going to be a great time. But that—that's how we're going to do it. So you build. It's going to be. Kit, it's going to be kit. We build it. It's going to be fabulous. Yep. You buy the kit, from <laughs> Jimmy, and uh, railroad kits. It's oh, one man. of the last kits he's going to have, and then we go. Together in August on the 24th and 25th, we're going to start building the son of a gun together live on Facebook in the evenings. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing around seven, eight o'clock or somewhere in there. We'll sit down. We're going to bang out uh, a little bit each week until we get it done. And uh, Very... if you want to do both kits, you can do one Monday and one Tuesday. You can go absolutely crazy. Yeah. Do both. Yep. Yep. Um, so cause you, you have it. You guys are just wild and crazy guys. So that's what this uh, <laughs> is. There'll be more on that. I'll I'll probably have some graphics I make up for it as well, and uh, just some remind everybody and and get everybody on board. No, it's so. going to be great. I am yep. extremely excited. I'm going to be so excited. I'm not going to sleep until August twenty, whatever day that was. Twenty fifth. Yeah, I'm not sleeping until the twenty fifth. Um, I'm going to stay up straight until then. So, so, yeah. Well, thank you. I want to thank Jimmy Deegan for working with us, and uh, and uh, yeah, he's a great guy, and uh, I, I appreciate him everything he's done. Yeah, I mean, we just a quick. I, I'm not going to get into the whole yeah. issue there, but you know, just a quick shout out to Jimmy. I know Jimmy's done a lot for the hobby, and um, I know my dad and myself are very appreciative of what he's done for. Not just, you know, he's helped us a couple things. He's helped a lot of other model manufacturers with a bunch of stuff. Jimmy's kept a lot of things alive, like the FSM castings. Man, he's kept those things alive a little the longer. Ex, he's been the founder of the Expo. Yeah, so Jimmy's he's just the founder of. Uh, he's a he's a part founder of, of course, too, with uh, the the well, not too many. I guess it's a the um, Craftsman Courtyard. Yeah. So 
you know, it, it, you know, he's it, it, loved by everybody. I don't know anybody saying bad about Jimmy, and he's got a great sense of humor. You know what? You know, I bet you yeah, I can say something bad. No, I'm just kidding. You can't say anything bad about Jimmy. And we're not going to miss him because <laughs> we're not letting him disappear. He's just. I'm not going to miss him because uh, I'm going to still bug him. Yeah, me too. So no, no, Jimmy's a great guy, <laughs> and uh, whatever's coming next for him, I'm excited. Um, right. Whether it be more time with his family or whatever, whatever it is, um, yeah. we wish him the best. So right. um, with that, let's. You think it's time to go over to our call here with um, Jimmy, the other think- Jimmy. I think that's it, maybe. All, all right. So let's go over to talk with Jimmy it's Simmons. Jimmy night. It's Jimmy night. It's the Jimmy. It's the double Jimmies. <laughs> it's the double Jimmy episode. Now, let's go over and uh, talk to Jimmy Simmons from Monster Model Works. All right. Well, that was an awesome little um, little bit of news break that I, my dad and I had about the contest. And, you know, um, we do want to thank our new patrons as well. And now the exciting part of the and show the build. and the build. Now the exciting part of the show, we're going to bring on Jimmy Simmons from Monster Model Works. I know you've been a bunch of you have been bugging us to get him on, and um, we got him on now. A little bit of a time delay because I had some tech issues, but uh, thank you for joining us, Jimmy. Uh, my pleasure. You're actually the first pro- podcast I've been on um, since I reopened. Nice. Uh, so this is exciting for me just as well. It's like the grand opening, awesome. grand reopening podcast special. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a crazy ride, but I'm really excited about what we're what we're doing now. So um, I think it's I think it's time. And um, uh, all my old customers, uh, like I said, they they they're coming back in droves for since since it stopped. They've been bugging me, custom this. <laughs> you still got your lasers. Um, and you know, it's just, I just had no interest at the time. It was like, nah, I'm good guys. Have fun. Um, well, and it's, now, I gotta tell you, it's a, it's a needy hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. It's a needy hobby, you know, yeah, especially um, the most that scalers. Way. They, especially the most scalers, they need everything, <laughs> but don't get nothing. <laughs> yep. I hear that a lot too. Yep. O scalers and scalers, nothing. There's not enough for them, you know, but I hear you. I hear you. Um, um, so yeah, it, it, we're glad to have you back on. Um, well, not back on. We're glad to have you back. Back on. Back in. Um, <laughs> no, well, you're. You're. We're glad to have you on, and we're glad that you're yeah. back in uh, operation here. So, let's kind of. Um, let's take a deep. Uh, I gotta thank before we go. Oh, anybody, go ahead. I gotta. I gotta thank Jake Johnson, um, one of our patrons as well. Uh, for putting me in touch with Jimmy uh, to make this happen. Uh, thank you, Jake. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to talk to Jimmy anyways for quite a while, and then when you mentioned that you could uh, put me in contact with him, uh, that was great. So uh, obviously uh, you know Jake Johnson too, correct, uh, Jimmy? Jake is a great friend. Um, when I lived in San Diego, um, he educated me into the wonderful world of narrow gauge, even though he's s scaling. I'm not sure if you guys uh, probably got to be familiar with Steve Harris's work um, uh, yeah. in the Narrow Gauge Gazette, right? Steve mm-hmm. Harris lived right down the street from me and when I lived in California. Oh, wow. And every month, Steve would have Jake, guys like Duncan McCree, Brian Block, Mike Blazik, Dick Bale, Joe D'Elia would all show up and we'd do operating sessions on Steve's layout and talk modeling and do techniques <laughs> and it was a great education at the time I was in doing monster model work. So of course they're all 
hit me up for different custom jobs and different types of stone. But to be around that caliber of people um, was mm-hmm. just an amazing thing. And, and Jake and I have always, even even since I stopped, we've always stayed in touch. Um, great modeler and uh, person in general. <laughs> He's, he is an awesome modeler. He's got some great ideas. Uh, we've had him on our show, what, four or five times, Brett? Something, something like that. He's been on a, quite a bit. Uh, he's he's a good modeler. He's a good friend as well for us. So yep. uh, we like having him. So um, anyhow, um, Brett, you were gonna? We, did you have a question for him? Yes. No, I was just gonna say we were gonna do a little. It'd be fun to do a little deep dive here into uh, a little bit of history of Monster Model Works and uh, yeah. a little bit of Jimmy's background. Yeah, go to it. Well, you know how I got started. I was a kid. Didn't know any better. My dad was a model railroader. And my friends didn't understand why, you know, there isn't something on like around the Christmas tree or you get this little four by eight piece somewhere. My dad always had the above, you know, above of a two car garage. Um, when we built a house in Canton, Mass, we had a, the whole basement was designed for his layout. One level, 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, is 16 by 16 L in the corner. And the whole thing was nothing but Boston and Maine, Connecticut River Valley, uh, you know, the Bellows Falls area, um, some some uh, Rutland stuff in there. And it wow. was all done to as specific as possible uh, from the train numbers, names, paint jobs, different errors, because he liked to do a, a mixture of steam and diesel. And that's so that transition phase. And mm-hmm. his layout was so big that some of the model railroad clubs in town just weren't really hitting it for him and some of his other friends. So every week unbeknownst to me, guys like Scott Mason, uh, guys like Bob Leonard, uh, you know, Van Gelt, Bob Van Gelder, guys like Dick Elwell mm-hmm. would be part of it. They'd come down and build. Scott was one of the main ones, um, right. was there all the time. And here I am learning from these guys because I love to build buildings and weather. What and <laughs> as, as a little kid, my dad still has buildings I did when I was like 10 years old, weathered oh, and built up and they're on his layout somewhere. And that was where my love came. And as they're doing the scenery and doing all this stuff. And so having all that in my life was, was great. Then obviously, you know, I grew up, became a musician, toured the country and got a job and got married and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I want to start building again. So I started building, you know, <laughs> more stuff for my layout. I mean, uh, Scott Mason used to build all of like Bob Van Gelder's kits for my dad's layout and you know, oh, just, wow. just the education there. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I started, I just started doing it as a hobby and had a blast with it. Started doing a lot of, um, uh, different shows and, and clinics and things. And, and, uh, got to a point where my career ended shortly and I was in internet technologies for 15 years of the corporation and things happened, things changed. And, I happened to have been on Scott's podcast for a few years and we had all these listeners. I'm like, I started so many businesses for this corporation to heck with it. I'm going to buy a laser and I'm going to start a model kit business Wow! and didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew one thing. I knew that I was not going to try to compete directly with all the other greats. I mean, at my, that time for me, you know, you've got great, you know, you know, you know, Brett was putting out awesome kits. Sure. You know, George still had his super kits coming out. Brian Bollinger and Jill, right. 
They yeah. had great kits. Uh, you know, uh, Clint, Clint Crow, you know, Randy at Downtown Deco. Mm-hmm. I loved building his stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I said, I don't want to do what any of these guys are doing because anybody who ever bought a laser, one of the first things they did is, we're going to make shingles, roof shingles for everybody. I'm like, well, everybody has those. You know, why why take the money away from these guys? Let them sell them, right? So right. I honestly, I bought a laser and I said, well, before I bought the laser, I wanted to find out which lasers had different special features and functions that I could do something different with. Right. And so I ended up um, at an epilogue show center um, one day and they're talking to me about all this stuff. And I said, yeah, it's great. You know, I can cut wood. I can engrave this fine. But what's different about these machines? And they said, well, have you ever, have you ever seen any uh, 3D laser engraving? I'm like, no. What is that? I said, well, the laser has a 3D setting that will automatically turn the power up and down as C fit to give you more of a 3D look on the, the substrate you're engraving. Oh, and I said, wow. well, can you show me some examples? And they, they showed me a bunch of examples, and I wasn't too thrilled with it. And then there was this one, it was a probably three inches long by two inches tall uh, piece of wood, real thin piece of wood, with a very large brick pattern engraved into it, probably closer to a G scale, um, maybe a little smaller. And I'm looking at this, and it's just in wood. And I said, that's amazing. If I could get that down into, say, an HO or something, we'll see. And I asked him, I said, how, how do I do this? He said, well, it's kind of proprietary, but you've got to know Photoshop. You've got to be able to build these uh, different uh, masks um, that pull out 3D information for the laser to actually understand that info and do it right. So I used to be a graphic designer, so I'm like, well, I know that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah it kind of came so second, I took, I, second nature to you with just well, a slight learning well, curve, probably. Uh, no. No? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. It, you know, in in my own head, I'm like, yeah, no problem, right? <laughs> it was way harder than that. So I took this piece with me, and I'm examining it, and I painted it. I put mortar lines in it, you know, just following you know, um, you know, other guys' techniques and so forth. And I was shocked. It was amazing. And so back when the narrow gauge convention happened in Hickory, North Carolina, it was probably 2009, Scott invited me. He goes, Hey, listen, I got an extra large booth. I don't need the whole thing. If you want to take half of it and just sort of, you know, advertise, you can build stuff for people or just to sort of get your feet wet. And I said, sure, I went, and I brought this piece of brick with me. Now, keep in mind, I still haven't decided what I was going to do for a business yet. Right. And I had that brick on display, and I really hadn't even figured out how to do it yet on the laser. I just said, hey, I'm, this is really cool. I want these folks to see it. Well, I had a line of people wanting sheets of it. Um, oh, my like, word. Dude, <laughs> can, can, do you have the stuff in stock now? I want 10 sheets. I mean, it was just a line to constantly. And the light went off in my head. I said, this is it. I am going to do brick and stone in wood because, you know, the plaster thing, I love it. Great detail. Um, the carvings that, um, you know, that uh, Randy does is amazing, but I don't want to pour plaster. I don't want to do that. That's just a lot of work. And I said, the other thing is, is plastic. People get plastic or people get resin. 
both can be hard to paint for, let's face it, most modelers out there are not a Dave Ravella uh, and so forth type of modeler, right? Right, they, right. They're basic. And so they get scared of plastic and wood and resin in some of them, but they're used to working in wood. They're used to painting wood. And lo and behold, after a couple of months of figuring out not only the file, but you had to then figure out all the settings properly on the laser to do this. And when I finally got it, it was just an aha moment. But then it's a great, I got sheets. What do I do with sheets? You know, buildings have corners, buildings have roofs, buildings have all these different aspects to them. And I developed a corner system. So the wood, the, the, all of my basic sheets are one eighth thick, um, basswood. And then we use a one eighth, um, a corner piece that takes the brick around the, around the side. So what I did is I created a building system, a scratch building system so that you can take these sheets, cut them into any shape you want, cut any windows and door sizes you need out of them. You've got corners to take you around and build the whole building. And from there I was able to now develop kits because I, and they can build with the corners and the walls that are pre-cut, they can easily now just buy sheets of the stuff and build anything they want. Um, and that's sort of where the whole thing took off. And then different styles of brick, I started creating, you know, we created different types of stone from cinder block to, to block stone to cut stone to dry stack stones. Um, you know, it just started, you know, going from there. And the thing that's key is everything that we do from our street materials we had, um, cracked concrete sheets, um, damaged asphalt, uh, herringbone um, street, cobblestone streets, multiple styles of, oh, everything wow. we do comes from real pictures of real walls, real streets, real cracks. Nothing is drawn in the computer or, or oh, hand-carved. And so what happens is, is once you create that proper mask uh, in Photoshop to get the right details, the laser then just puts in every nook and cranny as it sees it. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, and like, like texture. Absolutely. Everything's textured. So um, our, um, um, you know, we, we, we started just doing a lot of this stuff. Um, it was just crazy how it started. It really was. Uh, but it all starts with real photos. And I created probably a hundred other products that I would never sell because I could never figure out how to paint them properly and make them look and teach people how to simply paint it and weather it and so forth. So if I couldn't do that myself, I would just shelf it until I could figure something else down the road. And so when you're dealing with the actual photograph of, you know, say a, a, a cracked concrete sidewalk or street, um, it's real and you just scale it down and uh, when it engraves and paints, it's just, uh, you just can't get that kind of detail. So I said, I'm not going to create kits that have a hundred different detail parts and have people with it and have all this stuff. I'm just going to create really good detailed buildings. And I want you to create the scene because how many of us have gone, cause listen, <laughs> modelers, I love them, right? But, you know, I used to have kits. I had these kits. They're, they're, they're like a three-story storefront kit. And you had options, different style of brick, um, yep. a different type of awning, 
this and that. You know what everybody bought? What was in the picture that I put out there first to sell? Oh, everyone wanted the old brick because that's what they saw. And they would yeah. build it just the way it was. Yeah. So I decided, and then you go around from layout to layout and you go, oh yeah, that's his kit. And that's a scene from that guy's uh, uh, kit. There's a scene from that guy's kit. And they're on 75 different layouts and it's the same scene. Yep. I said, okay, I'm not going to do that. I want you to create your own scene with a great building um, yeah. that you can work with. And so we decided to, I don't buy windows from anybody. Um, I do all my own 3D printing uh, for small parts, you know, iron wall anchors and you know, downspouts, different things like that. Mm -hmm. But sure. the down other spouts. thing is nobody does downspouts. <laughs> nobody does downspouts oh or rain gutters. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. None of those. Oh, the, the iron wall anchors are so nice in those old buildings mm -hmm. um, as a yep. detail that you know, they're paying to 3D print, but big deal. Set up the yeah. machine and walk away. Yeah. Um, right. And right. the other thing I said was, is I want to control all my costs. So I don't want to go to Titchy or somebody and buy all the windows that every other kit manufacturer is buying and throwing them into a building prototype that does not have those windows in it. Right. Um, and the other thing I always felt was a lot of those windows at the time, they weren't really close enough to scale. The mullions and stuff were always much larger, and mm -hmm. it sort of gave a chunky look to it. So uh, every kit I would do, I would take the actual building's windows – I literally would count the bricks, how tall the how tall it was with bricks, and how wide it was with the, the length of bricks, how tall the windows were, and I would create every window to look exactly like the prototype. So all of my windows are different because the prototype was different, and that to me gave it another unique look that no one else is doing. And that was the thing that for me again was, if I can put this stuff in in this brick and stone and wood, no one's doing that. Um, to me, there was definitely not enough brick buildings, stone buildings out there at all. I mean, you see it, it's all clapboard and I love that look, but let's face it in the real world, brick is everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? brick, brick is everywhere. You know, and, you know, and, and then we started learning all the bonds, you know, <laughs> the English bond and that <laughs> bond and the American bond and this bond. And, and you start, you start getting a little too crazy with it, but. But then we were able to do like terracotta coping for the top of buildings. Um, what was really cool is I, I use a one thirty second thick basswood as overlays, right? So yeah, now right. you can start layering things and get cornices that look like they're 3D, but it's just three or four layers of brick cut in different heights made to go over those pieces. Right. And so it, everything just spiraled into craziness of, okay, I'm going to do, um, uh, you know, uh, fire escape kits. And they're all cut, fold, easy, and everything is. So all this stuff really just evolved as I got more and more into it. But it took months and months and months for me to really be happy with the product and be able to to want to know to know that it's a quality product. And and then the feedback from from customers and friends just really took it over the edge for us. And I've been blessed with that. Um, yeah. I really have. My my fans have never stopped bothering me about it. And and, that, and unbelievable. I didn't even get this. All right. So I'm going to blame Mike Rose for a lot of this stuff because <laughs> he had a 42-inch long flat um, with multiple different types of brick, some clapboard, <laughs> some concrete block. And the first drawing that Scott did that I got from him to do, I, I'm like, fine. I just threw it together. I put the brick over it. 
I cut it for him. I sent it to him. He's like, man, this is 40% smaller than what it's supposed to be. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and of course, there was an issue with the drawing. So it took me a long time to go back and, and redo it. Um, but that really got me uh, into wanting to do this now. You know, other guys, the guys I'm sure I think you've had on the show, Craig Brotman. Oh, yeah. Um, he's already like, hey, man, um, here's the drawing for one of George's scratch built buildings that, <laughs> uh, that every, you know, everyone everyone knows. You know, Jim um, Mooney has got a lot of drawings out there and yeah, the basics. Jim lives there. So, yeah. Good guy. And, and I, of course, I don't. Yeah, I'm awesome guy. I don't, I don't cut you know, kits like that and sell them. But, right. you know, when, when he says, Will you do the walls for me for this and your brick and, you know, guys like Carlo Solinsky has always replaced all of his brick kits with my walls right. um, when he's building. And so I'm like, yeah, I can cut that for you easy. And I'm like, Oh, Frank Bernard's jumping on this one. I want this one too. And so, yeah, you can get the, you can get all the parts from Jimmy. Jimmy Degnan yeah. has all the castings. I'm just going to cut you the walls, man. No problem. So we're doing some, some smaller custom stuff now as well for folks. Um, right. That stuff isn't too difficult, but you know, the whole process of getting this thing going is what was exciting for me because to me at the time it, it changed the face of how people were building brick and stone buildings. And um, sure. it's been, it was a fun ride. Wow. Carl, you mentioned Carl. He just contacted you today, didn't he, Brett? Yes. Yep. He sent me an hey, email let me today. Tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Because last week on the show, we announced about this, and I made the mistake of saying HydroCal <laughs> instead of saying that you were a laser-cut guy. And um, to be honest, we, we haven't worked with your product. So I thought right. that brick, I, I've seen good brick done on HydroCal plaster, okay? But I've not, you know, but I've, and I've seen good, I've seen decent brick done on, on, uh, on, on laser-cut as well. But, you know, with this kind of depth, no way. So all the stuff I saw on your site or the models I saw that people had built, already built, the photos and things, I was like, oh, that's got to be plaster cast. And uh, mm -hmm. so I announced that last week, and Carl sent us – he's one of our listeners, and, and he sent us a uh, um, an email going, hey, you know he's not plaster cast. I was like, yeah, I know after I said it on the <laughs> show already. <laughs> You know, so we heard about, we heard it from him today. He goes, Hey, just so the night, you know, you know, so that's good. He's a, he, he's a, he's a hell of a miler. Oh my word. But, uh, Oh yeah. It was funny. Cause when we posted, I posted the, the, the finished cut parts on, on Mike's Facebook and Carl saw it and immediately emailed me and said, listen, I'm almost out of your brick, old brick sheets. You think I can get a bunch more? <laughs> I'm like, Carl, for you, absolutely no problem. And then all of a sudden, uh, Travis Hanson calls. He's like, hey, by the way, I, can I get? And so I'm like, okay. And so I wasn't even ready to announce anything yet. And right. I had, I had for my own work uh, uh, reasons and digital marketing, I wanted to do something with the business page on Facebook. And I said, that heck with it. Let me turn on the Monster Model Works page. And I was looking for something. And I ended up going, oh, well that website doesn't exist anymore and that's the wrong phone number. So I deleted those and on, I forgot, but Facebook told everybody that I changed the website and I changed <laughs> the phone number on Monster Model Works and the floodgates opened. Oh, and no. So I rushed. Now what people have to understand is this, is that Monster Model Works as a company was completely shut down. I mean, I still have a, you know, a, 
federal ID number and all that stuff. And if I really wanted to start that up, I could. But in the meantime, we had already created an LLC for my wife's laser business. And that was called Larkspur Laser Art. Larkspur is a flower. Um, And we had the website. We had everything. And I said, guess what? We're just going to sell official Monster Model Works products through Larkspur Laser Art. That way, it's a business. It's all official. I don't have to go through the rigmarole of setting everything else up with sales tax and, and so forth with Monster Model Works. And let's put a website up. And I had right. to rush to start putting the site up. And now people are yelling at me, dude, you're out of stock. I'm like, yes, I'm putting stuff up every week. <laughs> I literally had a guy come back to me and go, listen, I don't care how much stuff you're putting up every week. You're always out of stock. And I'm like, hey, man, I just put some more stuff up today. And it goes fast. So <laughs> right. you can't keep know, it on the shelf, thing, you know. Because in the past, like if I turned my whole site on and put all four or five hundred of my products up online for offered for sale right now, in two days I'd be full time again. And that ain't gonna happen. So what I'm doing is I'm offering some kits where they're easy enough for me to make them quickly and then all the building materials I'm only selling if I've already got them cut and in stock and I'm doing some in the evenings yeah. and some on the weekends because I don't want customers waiting for product if I'm if I go on a business trip or or right. something right before it was no big deal we were always running the lasers almost never stopped um, right. so uh, this time I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna burn myself out I'm going to have fun with it I'm gonna work with a lot of customers like Jake has got a depot already he's like man we gotta work together oh on yeah this we so yep you know and, and yep. different he's, things that pop up he's had uh he's cut some he had some laser cut thing he said he had cut for us. I don't know yeah. what that was. They were manhole covers. Manhole covers and yeah, some. Who, who do you think taught most of that? Who do you think taught most yeah. of that stuff? Ah. <laughs> See, I, used to, I, I gave him a copy of Illustrator and how to start to draw in there. And next thing you know, uh, my, my, uh, my saloon uh, kit. Um, which has got the split log siding, and then you can see every crack and knot in the siding and the chinking. Um, He designed all that for me and took some actual drawings, and I used most of his drawings for it, um, you know, because he got really good at it. And, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, what was sort of the start. It was almost like an addiction for him. (laughs) Here's his new drawing. Check this out. (laughs) And then he got the laser. What do you expect? You know, that's right. So, that's right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he, he cut laser. What they were manhole covers and he put Wiley's, uh, what, what did it say, Brett? Uh, Wiley's sanitation or something yeah, like Wiley's that. Yeah, Wiley's sanitary or something. It was, it was funny. Yeah, it was so cool. And, uh, but they were, the, they were probably the nicest looking manhole covers I've ever seen. So, um, but anyhow, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's incredible. You had all those different products. I love the idea you're going to take this approach to where you're going to do it your way during your time with what you have so you can enjoy it again. I love yeah. hearing that from anybody. You know, we had, um, we went up and visited, um, last year we went up to Connecticut and we visited Doug at his shop. Uh, Brett and I drove up and we were, we went to see George Selyus's layout, but we, uh, we stopped by the day before because uh, Doug asked us to come by. And we went in, and he was all excited. You know, he gave us a tour of his shop, <laughs> but then he uh, he was excited to show us the back room. his layout. Yeah. His, no, his layout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, 
Not George. Doug. Doug, Doug, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doug wanted to show us his, oh, his shelf layout. He started the layout. His shelf layout. He hadn't been doing anything, no modeling for a long time. You know, and and you can, I'm sure you can attest. I mean, you guys are manufacturers. You're always busy. You're doing stuff all the time. We can understand that ourselves. We're just trying to run a, a podcast, a weekly podcast. is tough enough. Okay. I can't imagine what you would, what it would take to be um, a kit manufacturer and, and, and producing all these different products and then having any time for yourself whatsoever. So I can imagine what you went through. But Doug was excited to show us his work he's been doing on his layout, which was really nice. Of course it was, you know. And um, but the feeling I got out of it was good for him and good for anybody else that can, you know, put away some of that time and, and show everybody else that, hey, hey, I'm enjoying this hobby as well. Right. You know, and that was a. That oh, I, was love, so cool. I love to hear that because one, I mean, I mean, come on, let's face it. Not only does Doug put out amazing kits, but his techniques and the way he models is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's second to none in most cases. Right. Yeah. And yep. so I always wish that I could build, have the time to build scenes and even like taking all my kits. I still have them all sitting here. They're all sitting here, all built up the prototypes. And, uh, it's like, man, I could, I could make a really cool scene with this, but I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know if it wasn't, there wasn't a huge will to do it. I mean, I, I still look at some of my scratch built buildings or, or my, uh, I mean, craziness. Um, I, on the, on the, um, on the, uh, railroad line forum years ago, I did a whole build of, of, uh, of the Crocker brothers feed mill. And I, man, I used to use. You know, I have four different color powders for the wood. I've made my own stains from um, shoe shoe dye, um, wow. and uh, you know all the I and all this stuff. And they were all different variations of colors. And I would do separate boards with it and then mix them all together. And everything. I mean, it was just like I love that stuff. I got so into it, experimenting, buying tools, buying new products. And then when I became a manufacturer, I realized I need these four tools. I need these types of paints. I need these powders <laughs> and I need my 91% alcohol and yep. my canopy glue. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and I end up just working with this right here. And, and yep. that's all I stuck with for the longest time, but, but it worked, you know, yep. um, because at that time you didn't have time to figure out new techniques. You had to right. sell what worked and t teach people what worked so that right. they would have success with what they were doing. Um, and you couldn't make it too crazy with 9,000 steps that a lot of us will do because most of the modelers are not into that. They want to slap a coat of paint on something, stick a window in some glue on it and say, yes, I'm done. And right. so you, I catered to that audience to make sure that they could build. And the funny thing is, is my wife, God love her. She was a big part of this business and making sure people got their orders and everything. But I would write the instructions and I listen, I don't, I don't think my instructions are anything special, but a lot of people just said they were really good and they were good for one reason. If you ask me, I would write the instructions and my wife, not a model builder, not a painter had nothing to do with any of this stuff. <laughs> and if she could not understand something in the instructions on how to put it together, I had to change it so that she would understand it. She'd be like, Oh yeah, I can see how that goes together now. And oh. if she could understand it, I would know that almost anybody would be able to read my instructions with <laughs> photos and know how to build it. And so that's just what I went with. That's a good and it test. it was all because of her. Yeah. yeah that's uh, awesome. This is how it worked. <laughs> that's how a brilliant worked. concept. 
Yeah. So, so you know, um, but so uh, now with your with your with your product that you have out there, I mean, what what do you, with the new thing that you're you're restarting? What products are you looking in the future here to 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 put in? I mean, anything new? I mean, I'm, I'm looking on I, I'm looking on the site and I'm looking at these brick sheets, which uh, I have some plans on my own in my head now. Looking at your site, um, I've been looking at it all week, and um, you know, seeing all the different brick wall patterns that you have, and mm-hmm. um, which you have a bunch of them up there, and they're di- different thicknesses and such, and some are for HO and some are for O scale, and then of course you have your, and they're amazing. Um, with that, the the colors. One of the one of the things we talked about in the past with doing brick work on any um, when we're painting brick. Uh, is it were is the tedious concept of going through and using different color paints on bricks and going you know randomizing brick patterns, not even a pattern, mm-hmm. but just randomizing different color bricks, you know using five, six, seven different colors sometimes, um, and you know what how painstakingly tough that would be. Um, on your brick sheets that you have here, you have multiple colors. Are they are they burnt into the wood that way, with the, by the laser cutter, or is that or the pictures you have up here now? Are they, uh, or they they they're actually painted like that? No, that's actually the the engraved wood. That's just the yeah. raw wood material. Um, oh, yeah. And especially in like the old brick, there's a lot of deeper bricks that maybe are completely broken off and missing. And so yeah, it's I see that. That's get, what I wanted to get to. That's great. Yeah, the the heat gets turned up for that one brick. Well, it's going across, and so it burns it a little darker. It's a little deeper. But in the end, you're going to paint that. So, mm-hmm. you know, in my instructions, I gave real basic paint, um, you know, ways to paint it. Um, mm-hmm. But in my clinics and how I actually do it for the photos and for my uh, prototypes is completely different. And so the first thing that's most important with, and I'm going to be doing some live Facebooks here um, on how to paint and how to build now so that folks will have a much easier way to, to, instead of just being told or reading it, they can sort of see it. But the key is, is that when we all build one of Doug's kits, when I would do that, I would have all my walls ready. I would have my walls painted. I'd have them weathered. I'd have the signs on the walls before the building was put together. Right. And so, and then I would put all four walls together and the fit and finish there is, looks perfect. And now I've got a a complete weathered building. That's what a lot of us do with wood buildings. Right. With my brick, right. With my brick buildings, the fit and finish and build happens first. So you put your corner pieces on. You build your, your, your four walls and get it all together, glued and dried. And now it's time to paint and weather. Before we put windows and stuff in, we're just talking, here's the brick, it's ready to go. And right. why is that? Why is that? It's very simple. None of these, none of, one, none of these um, brick, none of the sheets of basswood anybody gets at one eighth thick. None of them are all one eighth thick, period. You get some that are a tiny bit thinner. Mm-hmm. You get some that are a tiny bit thicker. It's just, just the way it is. And so if you were to just do that, the corner pieces would end up 
if, if the if the piece of wood was slight if the wall was slightly thicker than the corner piece you're going to end up lining your corner piece up on the inside so you're going to have a gap on the outside so you always build it with the brick facing down on something flat so all the surfaces on the outside are perfectly flat and it doesn't matter what's on the inside the other thing is this is that there's th- these different pieces of wood and corner pieces some have more teak in them than, than others and so when you engrave it some are a little bit lighter in color and others are a little bit darker in color. So if you were to paint them all first and then stick it together, you could easily have different looking walls from just cause the wood was different. Mm-hmm. But knowing that you've got it built up already, one, what happens is, and I always recommend using canopy glue. Okay. There's a reason for that. The canopy glue, uh, it's got like a vinyl acetate in it when it dries and when it actually dries, it actually repels, water and some alcohol and stuff so your glue joints don't reopen up and so what's really nice is if you do have some tiny gaps here and there when you're using my paint techniques the and i only use acrylic paint um uh when i do stuff now i got rid of all my my solvent based stuff i just didn't need it um that little bit of water that you're getting on the outside of the brick swells that wood just a little bit and starts to fill those gaps up um, and uh, and pulls them together. I've had a, an article written for Model Railroad Hobbyist. Um, um, Dave uh, Karkowski, I believe. Yeah, Dave Karkowski wrote it. And I, I saw techniques that I've never seen before. Yuri Sporn over in Slovenia. Had that guy is yeah, incredible. I've yep. never seen before. Yuri's great. And great um, it, they were taking walls you know, just cutting the wall straight down the middle and putting the button, the two pieces up against each other. And after they glued it, I see him dabbing just a tiny bit of water on it before he paints it. Next thing you know, it's all swelled and, and boom, the, the, the seam is gone completely after you paint it. It might look like a mortar line, right? Um, yeah. so yeah, with, with us, you want to build the main substructure first. And I teach people, you don't use any water, use your, your acrylic brick paint, whatever color you want. And what I would do is because we've opened up the front of that wood, it's more absorbent to, to liquids right now, right? It's just wanting to like be a sponge and, and suck right. everything mm-hmm. in that it can. So sure. the first thing I say to do is you take your brick color and you, you, you just paint a light coating over the top of everything. You're not necessarily looking to get in the mortar lines. You're just looking to put an e- a, 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 not even an even coat. Just get it on there to satisfy the bricks need to soak up all all this water and since you're only using a little bit on top you're not slapping it on it's not a, it's more than a dry brush technique um but it's not just slapping paint on it right um right. you then can go back if you're going to paint it for that color you then go back and put a normal coat of, of of your acrylic paint over the top and that's what i would tell folks to do because that's easiest for a lot of these modelers what i do and my, my, I use all, used to always say for weathering, nothing looks better until it has Bragdon's weathered brown weathering powder. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I always use Joel's stuff. I used his used brick um, powder, and I used his lime white mortar. And what I would do is I would have a, a jar of alcohol and a, a cup of his powder, and I would dip a certain stipple brush in, in right in the alcohol, slap it right in the powder and 
after I had put that light acrylic coat on, I would then do the whole thing with, with the powders and the alcohol. And that got me my color. And then when that was done, I would take a stiff brush and just sort of brush off any excess um, powder that may have built up in the mortar lines or anywhere else. And then once that was dry, now I said, Hmm, how do I want, do I want to have, and I'd never use seven colors of brick. I'm sorry. I never went that far, but I'd use a black, <laughs> I'd use a black and a rust color and I'd sort of paint a few individual bricks and they would stand out like crazy. Right. You just yeah. see them. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And that's then, a so, Doug thing, by the way, that's a Doug thing. He, <laughs> he was, uh, I get no, carried away. Good. I get carried away yeah, from time awesome. to time too with, it's, uh, it's, it's how many, you know how he is. He's, he's so detailed. It's that deep that he had to do that many colors. Even I, pink. He said he's pink. I know. I you get know? carried yeah. away with brick. No. I get carried away with brick, too, but, when I was working on the kit I'm working on now, where it ended up yeah. going to, like, seven or six <laughs> colors, and then I did a couple walls where I backed down to, like, two or three, and they look they look the same. Yeah. <laughs> Just different shades you of it. know something? To, for me, doing that kind of work was therapy. You know, back in the day, the technique was wick the mortar lines in with some white paint or some yeah. cement colored paint with water. You spray a little water on the brick and then you, you touch it and then sucks all the mortar lines through. And I used to love that. That was just like yeah. therapy sitting there just going ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but you know what? We know the average modeler is not going to do that. No, and so, right, you're right. Absolutely. And so, so the key was if I was using powders after I got the walls um, – Painted. Now, I did two, two different types of ways with different color bricks, and they both look awesome. One, I'd use a black and like a rust color and just sort of randomly go around. The other one I would do is I would take that same brown and rust color, but instead of painting individual bricks, I would dry brush first black across all the brick surfaces, but just being very variant, right? Nothing, you know, not coloring the whole thing black. So they look like black bricks. But just a little bit here, more on the bottom, and then I go over the top of that with some rust uh, colors, and it just brought out all these depths in the brick. Now, you're still looking very stark. Nothing is weathered down. Nothing is, is looking like it would in real life. And so the first thing I would have to do then is I need to seal my powders. Because if I go to try to add uh, a wash of uh, Bragging's Lime White Mortar over everything, it's going to turn everything pink because... The, the powders, even though they say there's a glue in it and everything else, I, I never believed anybody saying that. It's, it is what it is. It does stick, you know. Right. Um, yeah, but, totally, yeah. but if you put alcohol on top of it with white, you're going to get pink. So I always took um, a, uh, a, a can of hairspray, and I used the one, uh, the, the hairspray that my good friend Chuck Doan, I'm sure most of us know who Chuck Doan is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. If you... I was going to say, if you said no, I'm going to be like, you better look him up right this minute. <laughs> this man, this man is intense with his modeling. Yep. Uh, and his dad, dad used to buy, his dad used to buy some stuff. Yeah. Well, he always used the Tresemme um, uh, Extra Firm Control. It's called the Trays 2 Spray. You can get it at Walmart or whatever. It's cheap. And so I would use this for paint peeling techniques and all other kinds of stuff. But I would seal my brick with it. Um, I, I did not ever spray uh, Delcoat because Delcoat would mix with the alcohol, and at one point it would actually create mortar lines, but it really puts a white fuzz in it. It just really wasn't meant to seal these bricks. So I used it the hairspray. It does, doesn't it? It always leaves that white 
film on we, everything. We whatever. never use dull coat. Yeah, we don't yeah. like using dull coat. But so this, this, this oh, is I'm the sorry. hairspray that all the top modelers that I would read and, and the military modelers that they're doing, I mean, to do, um, you know, a, 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 a chipped paint on metal or a peeling paint off of wood, it is this, this hairspray you use. Um, and it's amazing. So I would seal my brick with that. And then I'd make a light mix of uh, lime white mortar with, with 91% alcohol, just a very light mix. And then I would just take a brush and just, just dab it all over it real quick. Let it run in. It would dry. And in my photos, you see my mortar lines. It took no time. They're not pink. No, I, I they drives me nuts when I see pink mortar lines. Yeah. I've had it on yep. my own models years ago. Yep. It also drives me yeah, nuts when crazy. the it also drives me nuts when the mortar lines are um, too perfect as well. Uh, yep. I don't know if you ever noticed when some people do mortar, it's on every single brick. Like every every brick has mortar line, and when you look at older buildings, sometimes the mortar it's lines all the same shade of mortar. Line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes the mortar lines are faded, or sometimes they're falling out, and the mortar's <laughs> crumbling. Or whatever, you know. There's a million things. My kids are yelling down. I apologize. <laughs> they, there's a vent. There's one vent that like kind of goes down through the basement, and they're they got their head up to the vent and they're yelling down into it. <laughs> so, anyways, if you hear that, that's what that is. Um, well, one's five. Yeah, one's, but, that <laughs> you know, on the other hand, I would love to go into buildings in certain areas and put a second or third coat on a very small area of the mortar, yes. making it even brighter to look like maybe the mortar's been replaced there. I mean, there's so much you could do with yeah. it, right? Sure. Um, it's 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 just, um, and it's wood, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to worry about losing the pattern in, in HydroCal, and you're not going to worry about it being so heavy. I, in fact, at the trade shows I used to do, I always had a model um, that they'd be like, wow, that's light. And I'd be like, yeah, watch this. And I'd throw it on, on the ground and let it roll across the floor. <laughs> and nothing would ever happen to it. And I'm like, see? They're perfect for your modules, right? <laughs> really light, not going to break in the car. I mean, it's right. just, it's basswood, right? So, yeah, sure. And then we use, and for all our road materials and things, we use different thicknesses of uh, uh, polyback, um, which is what most of us know as laser board, um, coined by, I believe, Artie uh, Fahey, um, uh, the term maybe, um, good guy. Um, you know, and so that stuff works really well uh, for a lot of things. And like I said, it's just about being creative. Yeah, you know? that, that laser board, right? It's just called laser board, right? Is that a different? They call term? It, but it's really what it, the product really is. If you Google polyback with a K, it is uh, a resin impregnated cardstock that's used in the cabinetry industry. Huh. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. And, I, I did hear and that. instead of yeah, and instead of ordering it um, from already like pre-cut from. Um, uh, who is it? Uh, New England scale lumber, uh, Northeastern North scale, lumber. scale lumber. Northeastern, yep. Uh, yeah, they they sell it great, and they sell it all cut. Um, but you know, buying it from, I'm like, I, I I'm a cheap guy. I I, I don't <laughs> want to spend three dollars a sheet and buy right. twenty five sheets at a time. When I buy it from the manufacturer, they ship it to me in four by four foot by eight foot rolls. <laughs> and when I cut it myself, it was a pain in the butt, but when I cut it myself, the sheets cost me 50 cents. Yeah, right. Right. Um, and wow. so I would have stacks of it and stacks of it because I used a lot of it with all my windows and all my 
security bars and all my stuff. My security bars with little stanchions that pop them off the windows. You know, it's really neat um, nice. stuff. But I just have a, you know, with, with being burnt out before, my mind is going crazy. I, I actually got mad at Jake. Jake started <laughs> that Facebook group about rail, model railroad signs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. yeah. We love that group. Yeah. yeah and, I'm look, and I'm looking. And I'm looking at all these brick buildings. And I said, Jake, where the heck were you when I'm always asking people? I used to always ask customers on Facebook, listen, send me the coolest brick buildings you see out there because I'm always looking for inspiration or copying a particular building. And, you know, I can't find everything myself and I'm not, I don't know everything. And people would send me stuff. And if I used your, your stuff in a kit, well, guess what? You got a kit. And you got in the instructions as, you know, uh, your name in the instructions as, you know, was inspired by your so-and-so. And, I mean, it's, sure. it's that's the fun stuff, getting people involved. But I'm like, Jake, look at all these buildings. You want to make them start kits again. I mean, I saw some stuff. And then uh, one of my one of my favorite TV shows that I watch on Netflix, I don't know if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it, Peaky Blinders, the brick mm-hmm. buildings in that in that series some of them are just i don't even know it's a, they're mostly probably sets but it's right. just beautiful inspiring you know and it's just like oh i miss this <laughs> <laughs> yeah you that's know? that's a know, great and, group he put, the, he put together and it's it is inspiring i mean i see stuff on there i'm like oh my gosh i can't i would love to build that building you know but uh great stuff yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, um, and like I said, it's coming back into it with a fresh perspective. The first thing I'm doing is I'm slowly releasing new products, putting them on the website, which is LarkspurLaserArt.com. Um, yeah, I have a separate model. Up mar- right mar- now. I was going to ask yeah. you that, and thank you. It's Larkspur, L-A-R-K-S-P-U-R, um, LaserArt.com. Yep. Correct. Yeah, Lark Larkspur is my wife's birth flower. It's a really nice right. looking, pretty little flower. And so it's like I said, that was her business at the time. I said, great, whatever you want. I didn't <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, uh, we really haven't started selling anything for that yet. And I'm right. like, I got these lasers sitting here. <laughs> I'm going to turn them on. Start uh, firing now, some stuff up again. Just, uh, oh, under, I see mm-hmm. on the website here, it says Larkspur laser art. You have your brick sheets. You have your black uh, brick and stone corners, um, of course, and, and there's photos of those as well, which is cool. And you, I love it because you can zoom in, or you just click on it, and then you just hover your your mouse over, and you get that it actually draws you in, and you can see all over the brick surface. It's really really cool. Um, yeah, it's a, course, it's a work in progress, right? So I'm going to create separate categories for H O O S and drop the sheets in there so folks don't have to scroll through all the sheets to find an O scale, um, uh, you know, stuff like that. I've got um, my, 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 sh- my shingle siding, which in person just, just blows me away, um, <laughs> is, is really, um, uh, really super nice looking on just on 116th basswood like you would normally buy, but mm-hmm. it's got all the details and, 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 and in it and, um, you know, it's things like that. So all that stuff is getting up there. We're going to categorize it better so people can find it and, you know, be patient. Um, you know, the other thing is, is what I get to do is there were some things that I didn't, I personally, after a while, did not like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time um, a couple of Z-scalers were asking me, 
can I do Z-Scale Brick? Oh, my goodness. I said, yeah, I can. <laughs> and so I created Z-Scale Brick for them. And what they told me, and this was, the, and now these bricks were measured at actual scale, real bricks in Z-Scale. <sighs> I tried to do that with all my bricks, right? Make sure that they're within a, a range of a, a certain brick size and height for every mm-hmm. scale. And the Z-Scaler said, no, I think I'll just take the N-Scale stuff. That's way too small. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so my N-Scale stuff, I always felt was just a little too small, um, even though it was at scale. And so I think this time around, I'm going to revamp most of my N-Scale stuff and just up it just a tiny bit uh, so you get the tiny bit more detail for those guys. So- um, uh, you know, But N-Scale and O-Scale were never huge for me. You know, I always tell people, you know, 65, 70% was always HO. And then the next biggest whack was always S-Scale. S-Scalers always took care of me. So I, it could eat, you know, going from an HO scale kit to a, an S scale kit is, is always, obviously some different design and engineering that has to go into it, but it's not that hard to do. So those are my two biggest, um, especially cause Jake was always hitting me up <laughs> too. So Jake's ears are yeah. going to be ringing tonight when we're talking about him so much. He's a, uh, well, like a, he's a good guy. He's so a great guy. He is. So um, now, now, also, one of the other cool things I saw just now on your site, I saw it earlier, and I wanted to mention it tonight and ask you about it, you know, is your, your you have HSCL, uh wood siding um, basswood sheets, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, we, we've seen lots of wood siding from all different, you know, nature, you know all the different um, Chip manufacturers, but then also, also like you said, northeastern scale lumber and everybody else. But your wood siding has the actual planking lines that go vertically up and down to separate uh, the planks, and I love that because it's that's that's incredible detail that nobody ever does. I I think it looks amazing. Um, uh, so you're, you're talking the log siding on that, the split log. And actually, the sheets themselves that people buy um, don't have that vertical separator um, log in it. Um, what I did no, was no, I no, said, no, you know no, what? No, that's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the HO scale 6-inch wood siding, 12-inch oh, okay. by 4-inch by yes. one sixteenth basswood sheet. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. But now I know what you're talking about. Yes, that's from a photo of real wood wall it engraves the knot holes nail holes the lines um everything in it um and it is it's sweet in fact um the zoomed in ones actually o scale um um six inch so you could technically use that for ho for like one foot planks i can i shrunk it down for people um i kind of get you know something bigger than six inches i want you know maybe a an eight inch or whatever. So you get more right. detail, but that was the thing is, is I always spent a lot of time putting in knot holes, putting in all the, all the vertical lines that you see in the wood. And now I, now I just engrave it and you cut the walls out just like you would, a uh, something from New England scale lumber or wherever, Northeastern scale lumber, um, <laughs> right. works the same way, but obviously their sheet might cost you six bucks where, you know, my sheet's going to cost you a little bit more money, but all you have to do is throw up. I usually throw like a brown uh, weathering powder wash over it, and it uh-huh. just pulls everything out, and it's yeah. like bam. A bunch yeah. of um, the work's done for you. 
Yeah. It's, safe, yeah, it's so time versus a couple extra bucks, you know? What's my time worth when I'm trying to do a kit? And now right. I don't have to worry. Now they're, pers- you know, your lines are more precise than I'm going to hand cut them. I know that. Yeah. Well, yeah, look at the nail cool. holes. They're nail holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not, you know, it's not, okay, they're models, guys, right? Right, right. It's not those lines, even, they're not, the, the ver- some of the vertical cuts in the boards and stuff. Um, yeah. It's just because of the way the picture of the wall was. And I used to have a couple of people be like, if you're putting this much detail in it, you got to make sure that those nail holes oh my are going to be on one and a half foot centers. And we've had, and said, Listen, man, no we've one is going to look at it that close. We've had the nail hole arguments yeah. on our podcast before. Oh, yeah, many times. Uh, Listen, yeah. I sold the nail hole tool for a couple of years. And people still want me to still wanted me to make make them. Um, and I'm just I just dude, they were they were they were such a pain to make. If I can yeah. get someone to if I can 3D print the body on it, I still got all the the special yeah. uh, tips that we use to 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 make it. But um, yeah, I love nail holes. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, me too. Well, that's a, that's funny because we got this T-shirt we sold on our off our website. It said uh, I, I love heart nail, nail holes. holes. I heart nail holes. <laughs> you can go to our our, our website, uh, HSK Customs. Uh, we had one that was um, we had one that said uh, we because there was a little bit of a battle back and forth between nail holes yeah, or not yeah. nail holes. So we made competing shirts that said um, um, something about what was it? I heart nail holes, and the other one was um, and the other one had just said that the circle with the line. It was thing, a circle know? with the pounce oh, no. wheel, like yeah. the no smoking sign, but it was a pounce wheel. <laughs> oh, I I. When I was doing that stuff, I could not use the pumps wheels at all. I'm like, they're square. It doesn't work. This is not right. And then everyone right. else is using a single needle, and they're going one, two, one, two, one, I've two, done both. one, two, all the way up. And so my tool was the monster nailer, and it had two perfectly spaced um, pins in it, and you were able to do a whole board at a time. Just it, So it took you 50% less time by doing two nail holes at one time. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they nice. were perfect. <laughs> and they were perfect, right? And um, it was funny because uh, Art at, at, at uh, Barb Mills, he actually put in his some of his manuals, contact Jimmy for the monster nailer for the nail holes. I've read that and in some it, of this, in this. Yep. I've told him and emailed him so many times years ago. I said, Artie, I am not making that anymore. Please take it out of your manual because <laughs> I'm still getting calls about it, right? Um, so it might come back if I can find a way to 3d print the body and an easier way to sort of assemble it because it, I should have been selling them for 50 bucks in the amount of time it was costing me to make each one of them uh, at the time, but I didn't have any other products back then. That was like my first thing. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to start a business and this nail hole tool is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, anyways, that's really cool to see because I've not seen siding done that way and um I, I i love it i mean it's just amazing and like i said some people want that that amount of detail some people aren't going to be wanting that kind of detail and you're going to always have your critics we've all heard them and they're going to say well you know um and we and you know on our show we call out a lot of the critics and some of the funny quirky stuff that happens and yeah. we respect it everybody has fun. their own way but we just have a lot of fun with it, and it's funny because some people were like, "Oh, you'll never see that. You'll you won't ever get that close to see that. It's an HO scale." Blah blah blah. Who cares? I want I get satisfaction as a modeler myself by knowing that I did it, even though you might not be able to see it. If I look at that model, I'll be able to say, "Ah, you know what? I I put that detail in there, and I know it's there." 
to me, it's a satisfaction thing. Like you said earlier, it's a therapy thing. You're doing it. It's just kind of just relaxes you, chills you yeah. for the day. It takes the stress off. And I know it's there. I just like that kind of detail. So, but well, if, you're I, I taking close up, if you're taking close up photos and you're really trying to, you know, get some realistic looking yep. stuff in your photos, you've sure, got to have that, that detail. Yep. But there's too many, there's a lot of modelers, that, and I think we all know what opinions are like, right? They'll have to go through the rest of this <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, um, we got it. Everyone's which got is fine. <laughs> right. Everyone stinks. And <laughs> the point is, is that some of these modelers don't want people looking that closely at their buildings. Because they know that, you know, maybe some of the fit and finish isn't perfect or whatever. So if you're being drawn in at that point, it's more like the, about the trains more than the model building. So there's, there's, there's two sets of you know yeah. minds in that. And there was a time where everyone wanted pre-built stuff out of the box. And yeah, well, that's just a guy interested in running trains. They're not yeah. interested in the art of working with wood and paint and plastic and all the different materials that make it fun. Um, right. You know, I mean, that's to me was the work. The work you yep. put into it, letting it dry and doing the stuff yeah. is what why we do it and that's why i've always said i am not a model railroader i am not going to you know to try to even say i am Mm -hmm. but i have a love for buildings that belong (laughs) with your railroads right and and that is that's the passion part of it that's why we do that sure We, we we've talked about this many times on the show um we are craftsmen and we love the craftsman building and the structures and the scenery. Uh, that's something that Brett and I love to do. A lot of our guests are about that. About that. That's what this show is generally about. Okay. However, you know, so do a lot of model railroaders that like to dab into both. They do the model railroading and the, the uh, you know the detail and the structures and the scenery. Um, and it's important to both of them. A lot of them guys know a lot about model railroading uh, that we don't. We are not. By and large, we have trains, and they're, they're not just static. They'll run. However, we don't put a lot of thought into them. We don't look. We don't know. I couldn't tell you, and Brett couldn't tell you, one type of train from another type of train. Um, <laughs> you know the, the details of it. How many steam how and many diesel? That's iron, what I know. With how many grab grab irons they have, or whatever. I, I don't but, know you that know, stuff. But you like, know, like but like Jimmy was but saying, we respected some, others too. That's that, great. That's some other, you know, that's some guy's thing, and 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 sure. we respect that. But um, and our, and our listeners like to tease us about that, and it's a <laughs> it's a big fun thing that we have going on with our a lot of our listeners that, that are into the trains. They like to give us a hard time. Okay, hey Todd, this is a they'll put a picture up a train on the, on our Facebook, and they'll say, oh, you guys might not know what this is, but. <laughs> so we get a good yeah, laugh but, it, you know? but we Fun. respect the knowledge they right. spent a lot sure. of time studying the line studying the, the exactactness of what they're doing um, and that's just what we're doing with the building you know right, it's, exactly. it's the same yeah. excitement level the same interest level it's just in a different product that all goes together and some are lucky enough Absolutely. to be able to do both Right. I'm exactly. lucky that I live now in, in Colorado Springs um, <laughs> where it's a lot of narrow gauge, a lot of great old brick buildings, a lot of inspiration sure. here. A, a lot of my customers come here all the time, um, you know, for, uh, you know, Durango and all these, you uh-huh. know, Silverton and all these places where, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was narrow gauge railroading. I mean, right. it was amazing. Um, so it's, it's, uh, awesome. it's, it's a great town. Yeah, it is. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of people uh, that are into that as well. Um, I know 
We've had um, we've had David Meek on the show with Jake, by the way. Do you know Dave Meek? Yeah, yeah. He yep. used to come up to the Cabal with Steve Harris. Yeah, he's a good guy, and uh, he, I know he's into that. His modeling is also superb, and he's done some desert scene stuff. It's just amazing. Um, but it's you know it's it's, it's great to see. And we've been trying to do that with Jake and Dave for a little while now. We're due to do another one, Brett. By the way, yes, um, with those two guys, where we would we would we call it a East West uh, a, a East West podcast. So we'd have those two guys on at the same time, and then we would be uh, here in the East, there in the West, and we would talk about Western versus Eastern modeling, and, uh, and we'd cover everything. You know, we'd share. Uh, ideas and tips of, of of how you know how how very similar they are, but you know they're they're but they're also very different, and uh, we have a lot of fun with that. And uh, those guys have some amazing the two together. I mean, they've really helped us with a lot of uh, tips and suggestions for for people. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. Now, do you know Al Judy as well? Who? Al Judy. Al Judy. Yep. No, his name is familiar. I don't think I've ever bumped into him. And if I have, I apologize, Al, because I'm <laughs> not the best with, with names. Um, yeah, he does a lot of narrow gauge stuff here in the East in Harrisburg okay. area. So he's close to us in Harrisburg, PA. But, um, yeah, so I know he does he does that stuff, too. And it's great to see. You know, I love to see everything. I mean, I love that. It's it's a, it's the the variety that we have in this hobby is, is like you said earlier, uh, is the mind and what we can do with modeling is, is beyond, um, you know, what you, what the mind can comprehend. And, and it's just about, there's it's unlimited what, what can be done. So I can imagine with laser, laser art, um, or laser cutting, uh, it's the, what you can be, what you can do and how you can expand it. There, it's got to be mind blowing what what all can be done that hasn't been done, but yep. Oh, it definitely can be, and I'm gonna make. I need to make an announcement because I keep getting hammered with this question. No, we will not be selling and producing diorama dirt anymore. The right <laughs> color diorama dirt. I tell you guys. Okay. I used to. I, I got. I tell people now where they can get it. Okay, because everyone always puts too dark of a dirt on their layouts or their dioramas. And then that's like, you know, if you color on a um, on, on, on a lunch bag, a brown lunch bag, well, everything is muted. So they start with these dark colors and then you can't see anything else because everything is just dark. So I found this decomposed granite that I would bake and it was so light when it went down that everyone said, hey, man, that's the right color. Where'd you get it? And I started selling it in batches. The people. Then I then I actually I would go to Vegas when I didn't live there. My parents lived there, and I'd come home with five or ten five gallon Home Depot buckets full of raw dirt. <laughs> would sift it down. <laughs> would bake it. Would bake it. Would put it in jars. And I couldn't keep the stuff in stock. Like the, I mean, I I sold. <laughs> I I probably sold five to eight thousand dollars a year worth of dirt that i went and picked up buckets of dirt <laughs> right and and people are like dude where do you sell it again i want it i want it i want it i said no 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 the corner of ann and 215 <laughs> up towards the mountains on the west anywhere up there it's all beautiful dirt you just got to bake it dry because that's what makes it lighter because the the, the, right. the dampness in it makes it darker right mm-hmm. and so like i actually have people like we're making a road trip you know 
And so, yeah, no, that's it's too far away from where I live. Colorado does not have that same color dirt here that I can find. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it was amazing. Like, people just always laughed. I'm like, listen, I'll tell you how to do it. I'll tell you where to get it. They're like, no, I'd just rather buy it from you when I want to go. Uh, so no dirt. Um, in fact, I think I, I hope I have some left for myself for my, uh, you know, new model displays. If you look at any of the kits, yeah, if you look at the kits that you see on, on my website, all that light colored dirt, that's my diorama dirt. And it's just a nice base okay. to start from. Right. Um, but, I wish you wouldn't have not have said that because next time I go out to Vegas for business or something, um, you're going to be out there on that corner year. with a bucket. Yeah, shoveling it like, in. All the guys I'm traveling with with work are going to go, why are you digging up dirt for... And t- are you going to take that home on a plane? I know I'm going to I know I'm going to have a plastic bag of dirt in my in my luggage. You could just UPS it yeah. home. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was it was funny because it was funny because it actually started with with Scott Mason because I was living in Vegas and I just happened to grab that dirt and do that and I was using it and Scott goes Dude, would you get that color dirt? Like, you know, right here where I live. And he and he and he and he, and he goes, you know, um, Bob Van Gelder gets something very close to that dirt, and everyone always wants to know where he gets it, and he won't tell nobody where he gets it. <laughs> he won't tell anybody. And 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 you know, that's when Scott's like, "Can you send me a ten-pound box of that stuff?" <laughs> like, yeah, it's right in my backyard. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'd like uh, knowing Bob, he's going over to the baseball diamonds and digging up the pitches mounds. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's so, great. Hey, yeah, it's hey Brett. Yeah. Brett, you have, let's get, well, how about we go and take a break and we'll go to the, uh, to hey, the reader's question. Yeah, we got a listener's question. We got hey, a couple questions here from our uh, listeners here. You up for that? Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. All right, that's great. All right, so uh, each week we put a call out to our patrons, especially when we have guests, for some questions. So um, our patrons came through with a bunch of questions here, so uh, we're going to jump into them. All right, first one. And they were very excited when I opened the questions up to you because uh, I know they were chomping at the bit to get you on. So the first one here is from from Greg Beck. No pressure, no pressure. (laughs) First one is from Greg Baker. Um, will you be doing any more track details? Uh, your tie plates are great, and I would love to see angle bars and switch detail kits. I will definitely be doing tie plates again. Okay. The, the tie plates were something that um, not only were very popular, but um, they the, the folks who were building track and modeling track. Now, modeling track is its own world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the folks that were doing it, um, was amazing. Um, my, I actually had, um, you know, rail joiners are easy. And then there's the, um, their little tie hooks. Um, I did those in O scale, but H O it's just too small to cut the detail out. So, uh, you know, you did, uh, tie, um, you know, the, the, the plates themselves, we've got all different styles of them and sizes that were actually, measured to fit the certain widths of certain uh, track that was on the market. So those will be coming back um, okay. and back on the site. I know that for a fact. So. Awesome. Um, next one is from Lynn McCurdy. Is there a story behind the name 
or how you came up with Monster Model Works? It's just because it's a cool name. Well, that's a great question. Um, when I first started the business, um, because I, I wasn't, I didn't, you know, wasn't a model railroader, and a lot of these other kit manufacturers had railroad. They, they, to me, they pigeonholed themselves into one area. And so Monster Model Works came across because one, um, I wanted military modelers. I wanted fantasy modelers. I did a lot of work with architects and colleges um, oh, that were teaching architectural classes. Uh, we, we made a lot of products. I've done a lot of work for um, the, the different museums, especially the San Diego Model Railroad Museum. You talk about you talk about manhole covers. I did a full size three D print, three uh, uh, D engraved manhole cover for a display over at the uh, San Diego Model Railroad Museum, and I painted it and weathered it up, uh, and it looked just like a metal, big old metal. So the you know the point is, is I wanted to ex- be able to expand the business anywhere I wanted to go, and if people thought I was Model Railroad Kit Jimmy. Um, I just didn't want that to limit me. And then, so I said, monster, I like the word monster. Um, and, uh, people, because at the time I always drank monster energy drinks that had nothing to do with the name. Uh, it was just, actually, I wasn't drinking monster at that time. I think it was Red Bull or something. And, uh, so I said, you know what? I didn't want to use the word devil because the devil's in the details, but I figured the monsters in the details with my stuff, because it's big. It's good. It's there. And the monsters right. and the details used to be one of my slogans I used a long time ago. Um, so I just say, hey, Monster Model Works works for me. And nice. It, and it I just love it. Stuck and I went from there. There you then go. Then I started drinking Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> and, my, and people are like, oh, come on now, Monster and Monster. I'm like, no. And then I'd be like at, at trade shows or I'd have my hat on or, or a jacket with the logo. Uh-huh. And just strangers would be like, oh, so you work for Monster? I'm like, no, can you read the hat? Can't, can't you see the model works right underneath it? No, I don't work for Monster Energy. Um, you know, so it was kind of funny that, that those things would pop up. But, yeah, it was more just to be to be more broad and having to be sure. advantage to go into different markets. Nice. I uh, like it. I love the name. Next one. Uh, and he's prefacing this with, this is a great kit, by the way. This is from Chris Galvin. When will you bring back the Feller's Garage Kit in HO scale? So now you're getting, we, we see here where you're getting these kit requests. When are you going to do this again? When are you going to do this again? So the Feller's Kit, that's a great story. Um, I'm sure I'm sure some of you is out there, or I would hope, would know Bill Sartori. Yes, very, very um, well. Who we well. does the, the lighting good. kits, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Bill came to me and he said, this building is in my town. It's up the street from me. It's an abandoned building right now. And um, he was, he was going to do a scratch build of it. And he sent me some drawings and uh, he said, do you think we can do this? And I said, man, I can make a kit out of that. No problem. That's, that's perfect. And so we did the kit. I also did it in S scale. And the funny thing about that kit is, Four of the, uh, the, the guy who owned it originally, the original owner, Feller, um, he was a big wig in the town, you know, knew the mayors and, you know, all this stuff. Everyone knew him. It's a landmark. And I literally had the police chief, 
two members of their family and the mayor of the town contact me to purchase kits. Oh, wow. Just, they don't build them. They just said, listen, because you did this, um, uh, this is amazing and it's a staple in our town. Can you sell us some of these kits so that we can just have them? And some of them were gifts for the family and, and so forth. Right. So it was really a, a, an honor. It was, it was a unique thing and it was a great selling kit. And yes, that one will be back. Nice. Um, uh, it's, awesome. it's, it's one of these things where I, I, I just refuse to have a reputation of, Hey, I ordered something and now I'm waiting four months for it. Right. I won't do that. Okay. I never did that before. You know, a lot of times some of the older kit manufacturers who probably aren't around, they would, you know, they'd sell a kit so that they could afford to buy the materials to build the kit. And they would take them so long to get out. I don't want to collect your money unless I have it ready to ship. Right. And so I just put out one kit here with the, uh, the, the, the bonded warehouse, uh, flat, um, which is a great little kit. And, um, you know, I put that out and I, I, I only have a few made, but I put like 10 out cause I know I can make them real fast and I'm already started to make them. So fellers will be in there. Um, and that's where I got my, my, uh, my pan style awning kits from, I, I created that for fellers and then I ended up just selling the kits and, and then, so that's a large awning. And then I do window awnings that are all, you know, like the metal oh, pan man. ones where they have, they have different layers on top. So every layer is a separate little piece that is laid on oh. top with its sticky, the sticky back on it. So it gives you that whole 3d effect and it folds down. It's, it's really a neat uh, awning um, part of it. And that's also where I created my terracotta coping to go across the top of my brick wall. Oh, nice. Which oh, is also three, 3d, 3d engraved. So, um, so yeah, these other the, products fed off of one off these models, which is great. I always yeah. tried to do that. Can, can I find a separate scratch building material that I can sell that's being used on this one model? And so I always, my key was, like I said, if you can build a kit, you can buy any of my scratch building materials and do whatever you want with it. Um, and so I always tried to find ways to say, Hey, um, you know, let's, let's sell this. And then, you know, other kits, I needed some brick coping. So now I had brick coping to sell. And then, you know, it just, it just sort of, I always tried to snowball it in a way that, um, people were able to buy the stuff if they didn't need it on a kit. They just, cause a lot of kit manufacturers, if it was in a kit, that's it. Buy the kit if you want it. Right. Right. Um, right. And I wanted I wanted that the scratch building side and the kit bashing side of things to kind of drive go my business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was key. Nice. Yeah. Bill Bill Sartori uh, was probably listening to that story because he's one of our patrons as well. Oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> nice. And we have a lot of fun. We uh, went to the Timonium show. He was he uh, we, we shared the same we were side by side at the same booth. And uh, he's he's a lot of fun. Him and his wife. Yeah, they're good people. Yep, absolutely. All right, next one. Yeah, this one's from your buddy Jake Johnson. So, uh, how many S scale kits are in your future plans? Or in if- my future plans, <laughs> um, the no No, it's a great question because um, you know. The drawings, everything is done, right? All I have to do is throw it on a laser, uh-huh. right. right? And it's and it. I don't want to make one kit, you know, because it's that's not cost effective. Um, but I, 
any of the kits, almost some kits, I just won't release because I hated making them. <laughs> um, they had difficulty details that just just made me just want to you know throw the thing against the wall and say I don't want to do this, but it's selling. Uh, so that's what's the fun part is uh, I get to now sort of kind of pick and choose. Okay, don't want this one anymore, or I hated that part of it. Let's redesign it, and yeah. so it's it's better. But all my S-scale kits from my Union Brewery to my Fellers um, to uh, some of them, I used to do these, what I call them, the starter structures. And so we would do a two and three story buildings for downtown that didn't have a, a name. They didn't, you know, come they come with, they may have came with some signs, but I always had at the top, what, let you custom engrave what you wanted on it. So some people would put their own name and a date. And so the, the sort of the top decorative part of the corners had a little inset in concrete hmm. uh, that had whatever custom wording they wanted in it. And they would make their own buildings and their own names of buildings. And I had those in N, H, O, and S and O scale. Um, you know, so some of those may come back. Um, but definitely if I bring back an HO kit, I, I will start making S scale. Uh, not as many, but definitely... Um, bring them back. But like I keep telling people, I'm just getting started with putting this stuff back on. Right. Um, I am, I'm, I'm, you know, the demand is there, which is, which is terrific. Um, but I want to do it right. And it's, and like I said, I don't have to recreate anything right now, but I really want to, once it gets going is to really say, okay, where can I take this to the next level with my kit? What right. can, can I spend the month now instead of you know, spending a week on designing a new kit, building it up, painting it, getting the photos and, and pushing it out. Okay. I can take a month of weekends to really build a real unique kit, maybe mixing some, some wood elements in it, some clapper elements in it and, you know, just combining everything and having another unique kit. And that I'm, I'm really looking forward to too. Um, but yeah, a lot of these old ones as what I want people to do and what they have been doing is people have been sending me emails just saying, Hey, if you ever bring it back, keep in mind, I'm looking for to buy a few of these mm -hmm. or buy this type of sheet. That helps me determine which, which things I'm going to sort of cut on the weekends to have in stock uh, as I grow my product line um, uh, back up online. Right. Um, so, so always, you know, you have folks say, hey, can I get tie plates? Or, you know, you know people are, or someone just, I have these retaining wall kits. And it's like, yeah, uh, Andreas in Germany. He's like, dude, I need four more of those kits. Can you, can you make them for me? And the cinder block, big tall retaining wall kits. I'm like, yeah, I'll take care of you, Manfred. No problem. Um, you know, but just, I'll let you know when it's ready and then I'll put it online and you can buy it. But you know, I don't want your money now. I just, you know, that stuff is easy. It's, it's yeah. more, like I said, I, I could be back full time in two days if, if I allowed that to happen <laughs> and that, that would not be good for any of us. Yeah. You're doing um, it at your so, pace and, and it's, you're able to handle it as you slowly turn, you know, turn it back on. You're doing it when, as you, as you can. And the real cool thing is, is because of my wife's business, I now own a rotary tool. So one of the videos I, I live uh, Facebook's I did recently, I did a Boston and Maine leather wrapped 20 ounce, um, polar cup with a lid um, and engraved the Boston and Maine logo in it for my dad and basically said at some point um, I'm going to have these up on the site if you guys want your, your custom railroads or the railroads you're modeling we can put the logos on these cups for you um, and you can have cups 
Um, and you know, oh, nice. just as neat little add-ons that I was never going to consider doing before, but because we have the ability now and it's being done on another side of the business, it's easy to say, yeah, well, I can get aluminum tumblers or we can do flashlights, you, you name it, right? So I, all that I, crazy I stuff, do, you know, I uh, do rolling pins with trains engraved in them. So when you roll out your cookies, they have train uh, imprints in them. <laughs> Oh, I mean, seriously, great. all that yeah, stuff can yeah. be done now, right? Yeah. So the ideas are flowing, but, you know, we want to do it right. We want to make sure the quality is still there. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is that I've got, there's not many lasers that can do what mine does. And mm-hmm. I actually went through lasers with, with Epilogue. And um, they actually took lasers back and gave me full credit for them because they weren't doing epilogue epilogue's like dude no one's doing what you're doing with any of our lasers (laughs) and the fact that you're finding problems with our other products that we say it can do and it's not um that is amazing and but they weren't going to spend the engineering time to fix it so they're like we'll give you your full money back i know you've already used that laser for a year we'll give you a full (laughs) money back and a discount on whatever one you want right so i had to get these things but here's the thing you'd think i got a laser i got a couple of 40 watt lasers and you'd think that they would both run the same settings on the same everything. No, I got brand new tubes and my, <laughs> my one laser, my one laser, the settings are completely different from the other laser to get the same exact result. <laughs> and they're like, dude, no laser tube is the same. I don't care if you get them brand new or refurbished. They're all going to have be different and you're going to have to adjust your settings accordingly. So I have laser one and laser two separate settings for everything so I can run them down. And that's where, when I first was trying to sell the business years ago, I'm like, they're not going to be able to take my files unless they take my lasers and my right. settings, because that's where all the time and that's where the value is, is you just got to throw the stuff on, um, yeah. and run the settings. And, and it, and it, so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to keep everything and sit on it. And at some point in time, when I go to retire, maybe I can get back into it. And well, I'm not retiring, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 time well, to do something. Back. They're back. Yes, we're back. Yes, nice. Um, which is exciting. It is. Yeah, and, and you know what? Yeah. It's going to be really exciting to see how how it grows and what you do with it, and all these ideas you have. It's going to be fun now to see it for us, especially for Brett and I, because when we got back, I used to do model railroading years ago, so and Brett did too when he was younger. But then, uh, not, not even model railroading, we did, like you said, same thing you do, model building, uh, structure building, that type of thing. We did that years ago, but then got away with it, got away from it when Brett started getting into school and everything else. And we got back into this recently in the last couple of years, but you weren't here. So now it's neat right. to see, you know, we weren't familiar with model, uh, Monster Model Works. And, and so now we are able to watch how you're going to be able to, yeah, what what you're going to be able to do with it, and all the new ideas that you have, and it's going to be fun for all of us, not just us, but everybody, our listeners, everybody in the community of model railroading or model building mm-hmm. or fine scale building. Um, they're all going to be able to enjoy watching to see how uh, how you do it and what you come out with, and uh, and doing it at your pace, doing the things that you love. I think is going to be awesome. I think the way you explain that to them today. Is is something everybody can respect because we all have our own jobs, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. This hobby, and I'll say it now, and I'm sure Jimmy here will agree. <laughs> it's 
and I'm sure a lot of our other guests that were manufacturers will agree with this and um, people that are in this hobby as well as a business um, is that a lot of us, most of us, 90% of us, uh, we all have jobs <laughs> outside of this. We all have lives and careers and everything else and families. So it's, 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 you know, if you get yourself so bogged down, you for you, you may, cause we love this. We all love what we do in this, but, um, we also can get so caught up into it that you forget that you have other obligations and family and things that you want to do and other hobbies for that matter. Um, so it's great to see you taking this approach. And I'm sorry, I didn't want to take a lot of time there, but, which I did, but, um, no, no, sorry. no, that's, it, it, you're a hundred percent correct. And you know, what I'll do is, is, is the, you know, the, the kits I sold earlier and they sold out real fast were, were stuff that I, I had in stock. Um, this bonded kit, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll make sure I get an extra one cut and I'll get one sent out to you guys so you can mess with it and, oh, wow. and, you know, yeah, check yeah. it out and sort of see that kind of stuff. Um, you know, cool. because this, you know, you, you guys doing this is going to help me. I've got no problem with sending you guys some stuff, let you review it, check it out, uh, get cool. used to it. Cause you know, the first time building with my stuff because it's different. Uh, some, some folks be, you know, like, Oh, Hey, I need to do this. And, and it's, it's like, it's really simple. And I, and I do it so fast because I've been doing it for so long that, and I never really did videos before. So I'm, I'm going to be setting up out like events, live Facebook, how to build a monster model work kit or ball and just do it and talk about it. And that way it's there. People can watch it all the time. How I paint because I love doing clinics, right? I used to go around and do clinics everywhere and I'm sure I'll get back, back to doing it. Um, and so this is a good way to, because I think a DVD is still a thing. <laughs> People putting out DVDs. Not really. No, uh, yeah. no, that's what I thought. It's all YouTube right? Because at you one know, point, everybody's doing it YouTube. You know. That's right. And so I said, now nah, with all this new technology, I said I'm I'm going to do some of that, and I think yeah. that is going to really take people's. Because you know, like I said, hidden finish is the most important thing out of anything we build. And that's where the focus and energy has to be because you could do the best paint job, weather job, signs, ghost signs, you name it. Um, but the fit and finish isn't there. And so, uh, you know, that that's important to me to make sure people understand that. And then, you know, painting it because it's not like building one of Doug's or Jimmy's models um, out of clapboard. It's just this, if you're, that's how you're going to go about it. Don't do it. You mm-hmm. know? And um, right. Right. Um, so, you know, like and, I said, and that, everyone's a little different, but sure. Now, you know, you said about doing clinics and the perfect medium out there in this world today with the way digital thing is with, you know, like you said, Facebook live, but not only that, even if you do it, Facebook live, we've done Facebook lives, uh, clinics and stuff ourselves, both they, Brett and I have done that, um, and live builds and everything else we've done. However, uh, once what's needed is after you're done, you can just save that on Facebook to the fact that it, it is always there so people can go back yeah. to it and review it. Let's say they weren't able to watch it live, but now they can see it live. And the same with YouTube. I mean, you look at Jason Jensen. I mean, the guy has how many clinics on out, out there? Another great modeler. Um, I'm, oh, I'm talk, sure about a gra- talk about a modeler. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. guy's work is and unbelievable. Yeah, and he's he's a good personal friend of ours. We've met him a couple times. We went, we've we've traveled and visited things together. He's a good guy, uh, but his his work is impeccable. 
And uh, but he loves to teach and he loves to do the videos and such and is and and people will follow through, follow it and watch it. YouTube's a great medium uh, for 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 teaching this hobby and I think it's important. I think it's helping to grow the fine scale modeling community. Um, to be honest with you, uh, it's out there. Everything's out there, and it's it's great to see that a manufacturer such as yourself is wanting to do that. Make make some videos and things, and show the people, and put them up on their website, and say, "Hey, you know, you buy this kit, but this is how you build this kit. You know, right here. You know, and this is what we, you know, or this is how you paint it, or this is. I love that concept. I, I love seeing more of that. That's what's going to make things roll. Oh, yeah. in, in this in in this world of of, of uh, model building, absolutely, definitely. So right. yeah, yeah, I, I agree fully. It's 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 important that people continue to use their hands and their and their minds and you know these kids that are always on their cell phones. Uh, you know the newer kids and like my son's nineteen, completely different world than than the millennial world, and it's encouraging um, because. You know, I've seen little kids and, and, you know, people in their, you know, early, late teens that have seen some of my stuff or come in the house being like, how do I build one of these? Do I, could I, I mean, they, they get excited, right? Yeah. And now yeah. with this COVID thing and everyone was stuck at home and, and, and they're trying to think of different things to do. COVID had no reason for me to come back, um, to, to bring it back. Um, it just happened to be a coincidence that during it, um, <laughs> I'm bringing it back, but. You know, right. but again, you know, modeling season on the West Coast is all year long uh, versus yeah. the East Coast. You guys look, oh, it's wintertime. I'm going to be in my basement for the next six months and then I'm going to go to the beach. <laughs> you know, so. Um, you know, Not so us. We're, we're all time. Most of our listeners and us, we're pretty much all. Uh, year round, we're all the time people. Yep, year rounders. So yep. this is, a lot of these guys are hardcores that listen to us. So, so this is good stuff. Love it. I want to jump in the last. We have uh, two questions that are actually questions, and then one's just a comment. So I want to get those um, okay. out of the way real quick. That way we don't forget about them. Mm -hmm. uh, Ron Piskel is just saying uh, no questions here, but he's just glad that you're back. So thanks, Ron. Um, Jeff Adam Thank from Mo from MoTrack Models. I'm sure you're familiar with Jeff uh, from MoTrack. I love Jeff. He's a Jeff's, yeah, Jeff's, a, awesome Jeff's a riot. We love working. We love talking. Yeah, Every time we go to an event, guy. Jeff's always entertaining. We love having him near us. Um, <laughs> Jeff is Jeff is great. In fact, uh, anytime I used any uh, metal roofing materials, Jeff was always my supplier for all that stuff. Jeff, nice. Jeff is just he's top notch and a great guy. In fact, when I was starting it, Jeff hadn't been doing kits. He was doing his uh, all the loads, uh, uh, the, 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 the open car train loads, the oh, yeah. loads, the junk, he was doing mm -hmm. retaining walls and, in and, and so forth and different interlocking walls in plaster. And, uh, and yeah, so, um, yeah, just, just, it's good to see that he's still, still been around doing it. And all. he's come along with a wide variety of stuff. Um, now, oh, yeah. but Jeff is actually asking, and you're, you're going to love this question. Are you bringing back the monster yeah. nailer? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is, the nailer. Uh, there it is. But uh, we did answer. I have the original right here. <laughs> I have the original right here in my hand where I handwritten ink monster nailer across it. Nice. Um, it's a collector's item. Uh, my wife found it the other day and said, is this the first one you made? I'm like, yeah, that is. Give me that. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's a, I'm considering it. Um, like I said, building it before was too tedious. Mm -hmm. And so I'm work, I, I will at some point work either myself or get someone to do some of the 3D drawing for me for the handle 
so I can easily insert the pins properly. Because I even made an O-scale one. Um, I had one prototype O-scale one that worked awesome, and I'm like, mm, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, but but it, it is, it's a, definitely a possibility um, okay. because I get weight. I couldn't keep them in stock. Uh, I'd, I'd make, you know, a hundred of them at a time. And I'd af- after one show and a few phone calls, they were gone. And it, it was, it was like, yeah, uh, I was selling them for like 10 bucks, but it was, it was like, it was good money, but it took so long to make. And right. I was painting them up with coats and I used my monster green special paint on them. And then I would laser, I made a template to sit a whole bunch of them in so I can laser engrave monster nailer in it. And Oh, it was just soldering needles together, sticking them in. Oh, it was just so much work. I was like, if I can find an easier way, definitely, definitely we'll do something with them. Um, nice. So, but, but that and the dirt everyone asks about, <laughs> they know they can get the brick. It's like, I want the dirt and the nailer, dude. <laughs> Come on, give me a little break. Um, yeah. yeah. So you got you got. I would just let them let let everyone hang for a while too, because then it p- kind of builds up a little bit of the um, little bit of the uh, demand. Then people, you know, the longer you make them yeah. wait, not too long, but just you know, dangle well, it out. They, the- no, but they've been they've been waiting <laughs> darn near. I think I I don't think I've made monster nailers in oh eight eight plus years. Oh wow, they're waiting. <laughs> they're patient. They're patient. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, this last question is from Pat McCarthy. Will your return to model railroading market or kit building market provide non-structure items? And we covered this, so we're gonna. Um, I save this one a lot for last because we we did go over a bunch of this. Will provide. Will you start providing non-structure items such as brick sheets, architectural details, um, and when do you anticipate that happening? Well, Pat, actually, he is uh, starting to sell that stuff now. So um, if you head on over, and this is for any of our listeners. If you guys head on over mm-hmm. to his website, which is larkspurlaserart.com, and I'll have a link in the bottom of the in the show description. Oh, sure um, so that way you guys can check out uh, Jimmy's website, um, and his Facebook page will be a link in there too. So because I know you've been pretty active, posting some pretty cool stuff on there recently too, as you're ramping back up. So uh, Pat and yeah, anyone Pat, else can I, check I, that I, out. Yeah. Pat, I came back with the brick sheets in the corners first it's the simplest thing it's the most demand thing but my cornice kits my coping kits um awning kits um you know all that kind of stuff is definitely coming back because there's no sense in me selling brick sheets if i don't give someone the ability to um you know have some of those details one of the things that folks some folks got it but a lot of folks didn't is why are you selling one thirty-second basswood sheets of brick, <laughs> and a lot of these folks be like, "Well, I'm just going to build a back, and I'm going to glue that to the front of the base of the building to use my brick." I'm like, "Yeah, you can, but that is not for that. You can, you know, I've, I would tell people cut a simple cornice. You know, yeah. you cut a, you cut a, use your your exacto knife. You cut, you cut across say four rows of brick, and then you cut another one with say two two rows of brick, you glue it on top of each other, you glue that onto the sheet, and you got a cornice, and paint the whole thing after it dries. And no one can tell right. the difference. So that's where the scratch building comes in versus, like, my cornice kits are great, but, you know, they're three or four levels. Um, they look really detailed. They look like one piece. Um, and that, again, came from other kits that we designed. So, yes, all that stuff will be coming back, but I had people have patience 
um, as we add stuff and I build the website and get the proper category so people have an easier time maneuvering through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely feel free to email me. Jimmy at Monster Model Works has always been my email address, Jimmy with a Y. And, um, you know, just say, hey, you're looking, you know, just making sure you're going to be putting these back out. And that keeps my motor running. That keeps me thinking of, all right, okay, I got the sheets right here. Let me throw them on. I can, I, you know, I'll make 10 kits and throw them online and, and let, you know, people buy them. So, yeah. um, always bug me, you're never going to bother <laughs> me. Um, but, um, but I would rather have it in stock and make sure that I'm able to ship it to you right away versus yes, I'll take your money and Ooh, business got to, you know, you know, my work got busy, had to do something yeah. with the dog and then do this and that. And next thing you know, the person's like, dude, I paid you two and a half months ago. And right, so right. I will not do that. So I, you know, <laughs> it was like Carl, Carl was one of the first, dude, can I get four of your brick sheets? I'm like, yeah, man. Um, I will let you know when I've made them. And it took me, and this is before I got things rolling. It took me probably three or four weeks once I started making them. And then I texted him. I said, all right, Carl, we got it going here. <laughs> Send me a PayPal and boom, he's got them. He already put that. He's like, Jimmy, they smell the same. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that's so cool he texts me they they look they look the same they look awesome and man they smell the same too that is so cool that's so funny <laughs> it was just fun right so uh so yeah so just i just ask people to have patience you know talk with me i am taking you know some i love doing custom jobs mm-hmm. um but I, I won't i will custom the people go will you do a custom job the answer is yes and no um you know, because there's a lot of thought that sometimes has to go into how the building is going to be built um, and corners and dif- just different aspects to it. And summers can be so complicated that right now is getting started. I don't want to deal with something like I just did with Mike Rose, which was quite complicated. Um, and so the real simple ones, um, you know, like, like, like Craig is wanting, um, that's really easy, no problem at all. He's just I'm just waiting on his door measurements on what he's gonna be using for castings, right? And right. so um so that stuff is always helps because some people don't wanna cut their own windows out, their own doors out, things like that. Um but be patient because like I said, I'm 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 just I, I wanna make sure this is fun. I wanna make sure people aren't waiting after they paid. There's nothing worse than that. You know that. Right. Everyone mm-hmm. out there knows right. that. And that's my biggest concern. I would rather say no right now uh, and yep. pay me when I get it done, right? I just, I think, I just, that's, you know, I think that's the best way. Yep. Well, reputation is, is everything, man. I mean, um, you know, and it's so easy to have just someone say, yeah, he never gets the stuff out to you, he takes your money. And next thing you know, you know, it's just, it's just not worth it to me. So, um, yeah. it's, right. It's just have a little patience and send me emails and uh, we're going to have fun and we're going to get this, we're going to get you guys what you need and, and, uh, make it work. So all my road material will come back and all that stuff. So. Nice. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a pleasure today having you on. Um, we look forward to maybe having you on again. Once you get a little deeper into this, uh, if you're willing to be on again, and um, we could maybe uh, talk about some of the products that are out and maybe get into a little more on technique side of things. Yeah. Um, uh, if, you're, yeah if you're up for that. Because I had 100%. a lot of fun talking to you. 
Yeah, oh, I did too. Yeah, hundred no, percent, man. No, you guys are great. This is great. No, but I, before I came on, you know, um, I've been listening to a few shows and just sort of seeing how it's going, and it's just, it's a lot of fun, right? I mean, it's just, well, thank you, thank you. This is what we do. This is what we enjoy, and you guys are highlighting that in ways that I hadn't seen in years. That you know, I haven't been in it for a couple of years, and things have changed. Yeah, but it's great to see this because this thank is you. needed. Yeah, we don't come at it we, from we a love doing it. we don't come at it from a particular <laughs> angle other than just trying to share what my dad and I are working on, and then trying to get other people to come on and talk about stuff in the same way we do whenever we're just sitting around working. So right. that's the whole key with it. Yeah, yep. that makes sense. Well, and you know what? It helps all of us manufacturers. Let's face it; yeah. it does. Sure. So sure. you know, don't hesitate to reach out, guys, um, with other questions or just things in general on the on the on the other side on the you know, offline. So sounds good. Fantastic. You got it. Well, uh, thank you very much tonight for being on our show, and uh, we will have this. It will for the, for your knowledge, we'll have it aired on Friday, and um, uh, of course, uh, we'll have the link into your show on the show notes. And I then I again, when we have a guest on, I will share it to about. 70 different <laughs> Facebook groups so you, all you people out there listening uh, will know that it will be up and uh, on your groups uh, for you to link to and go listen to it so um, uh, we appreciate you being on and being a guest with us tonight here Jimmy thank you no uh, my pleasure and uh, again thank you to all the, your listeners um, it's you guys are great and looking forward to having an impact in the hobby again awesome okay all hey, right yeah, we got cut all right. <laughs>